You straight up cuckooed that dude, bro. Oh my God. You've got all your Charger gear on because you're feeling fresh as hell. Well, you guys better enjoy it. You have to love what you're seeing on tape if you're a Chargers fan, especially for the future with Justin Herbert. On the move and throws and touchdown. Players, coaches, staff, fans, together we can create something truly special. Stay tuned for some good content. Sports fans, welcome back to the Charger Chat. I'm your co-host, Wooldog, sitting with my buddy, Kev Huggin' Duggin. Hi, Adam. How are you doing? I'm super Thanks for asking. Sweet. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, it's a two-man crew this week, as you can clearly see. We told Kyle to take the week off. We want to really amplify, try and get more listeners, more followers, and it's kind of hard to do when he's around. So we asked him to just take a week off. Take, you know, just enjoy your time, you know, enjoy the family. Let Adam and I do uh, the hard work here. That's not true. That's true. I told him. <laughs> You're a liar. I'm Kevin. not. It's, at least it's what I had in my head and I'll tell him in person next time I see him. Yeah. Unfortunately, Kyle couldn't be with us due to outside circumstances beyond his control and ours. So unfortunately, it'll just be me and Kev this episode. Fortunately. Uh, not unfortunately. <laughs> Fortunately, Adam. Depends on. on who you ask. Wow. Come on. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, folks, Kyle or not, this is going to be a hefty episode. We've got so much lined up for you folks. We've got a fan focus, a Craig experience, a bolt beat, and no. an ask bolt fan. What? I know. It's we've got we're hitting checking huh? all the boxes this episode. So uh yeah, it's sit lock in, folks. This is gonna be a, a big one. Two people or not. Um, buckle up. All right, starting off up here at the top, uh Bobby Bethard. Those know Bobby Bethard sadly just recently passed away. Uh, led the San Diego Chargers to their only Super Bowl appearance and uh, passed away this last Monday, January 30th at his home in Franklin, Tennessee. So sad. Very sad to hear. Bethard's first draft pick as the Chargers GM was Junior Seau, who Number went 55. fifth overall to San Diego in 1990 in the 1990 draft. So. Well, what a way to start. Like your first pick as a GM for a team and it's picking a legend. Junior Seau. <laughs> yeah. Like that's pretty epic. Yeah, picking a guy like that, that's pretty thats pretty special. So um, apparently uh, the Chargers GM since Bobby Beathard, Bobby had 10 seasons with the Chargers uh, from 1990 to 2000. Uh, after him was John Butler, who served two seasons, A.J. Smith, 10 years, and Tom Telesco, 10 years. Ooh, the 10-year club. What's wonder, Justin Herbert's number? Number 10. I wonder if there will be. Ooh, <laughs> let's go deeper into these numbers. I wonder, <laughs> so what I'm saying here. <laughs> yeah, but lined like, us up. Ten year, ten seasons. It doesn't look like it's like the special number for the span eye. Like, it's like that's the most you get. I don't know. We'll see if you Tommy get a subway C, card. Once we punch your tenth one, you're done. You're done. See, <laughs> get out. Um, <laughs> get out my face. <laughs> we'll see if he gets to eleven. I hope he does because that means we're doing really well. But it, you. 10 years, 10 years, two years. Yeah, the two-year one seems to be the... Uh, John Butler, yeah. That's like, John Butler is a little blip, but everybody else gets a solid 10. So this will be Tom's 10th. This will be Tom's 10th year, right? Correct. Yeah, he's going into his 10th year. So make a break year for Tommy T, it seems like. Um, 
Well, Chargers put out a in memoriam uh, article or paragraph here, and this was from Dean Spanos. They put on their uh, Twitter. Uh, it says, Bombi was one of the best judges of football talent in NFL history. For most, that alone would be enough. For Bobby Beathard, it doesn't nearly do the man justice. Bobby was who we all aspire to be, a friendly, caring, giving, thoughtful human being who brought people from all walks of life together. He was the best GM in football, but he was also the guy sitting on his surfboard in the ocean that you caught waves with, jogged trails alongside, and chatted up in the checkout line of the local market. He was the guy you felt like you'd known your entire life, even if it wasn't but for five minutes at the gas station. He was just a regular guy who happened to be anything but. Bobby was, in fact, exceptional. He was one of a kind, and he will be incredibly missed. On behalf of my family and the Chargers organization, we want to extend our deepest condolences to his wife, Christine, and the entire Beathard family on the loss of one of the best to ever do it, be it football or life. Dean Spanos. It's just so sad, man. It's like we're getting to that age now where like all these guys that were like a part of like this is the beginning, like the 90 teams on like that was when I got into football. That was like yeah. when I started. So like the fact that the GM there has passed and I don't know, it's just it's just so sad. You hate to see it. And thank you for the Super Bowl run that, you know, yeah. 94 and God, let's get another one for Bobby. Please. Yeah. For Bobby, for any it, do it for Bobby. Do it for Bobby. Yeah, so many nice things were being said about him. I mean, he was with more than just the Chargers, but uh, his time with the Chargers, career. yeah, was just a Hall extremely impactful. Yeah, yeah, stud. Um, all right, well, on to current uh, bits. We've got uh, Kellen Moore, who's had his introductory press conference since our last recording, and uh, we've got a couple of bits to talk about. Uh, this is more on the style of his offense. He said, from an offensive perspective, you take bits and pieces from everywhere. And I think that's the beauty of it. You learn from each and every person. I'm very thankful for the different coaches I've had along my journey. It's really cool, I think, to see the strength from all of these different perspectives and be able to grab different things from each guy. Then we're willing to explore. Certainly, the younger offensive head coaches have had a huge impact on this league and are guys that I watch each and every week. And I love watching those guys and studying their offenses. Hopefully, we'll be able to incorporate some of that. And I think he said, like, even they brought up, like, Eric Coriel. And he's like, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll put those some of that. I'm like, oh, oh, oh you, you say that to any Charger friend. They're like, what, 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 what? Yeah. Like, what's oh, up really? with that, please? Yes. I have two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll take two, please. There's two servings of Eric Coriel, please. Yeah, um, a, with a side of a run game would be yeah, great. With a side of Shanahan. Yeah, let's um, go. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, obviously, like, it... it there's no team I think that runs a very, you know, this is our scheme. I mean, maybe there are some out there and if they are, I mean, it seems to me like they might be showing their hand to some of the rest of the NFL, but if you're someone, you know, young, like Moore and young, like Staley, you, I think you're able to be a little bit more flexible, at least with what it is that you're going to call and very mature of more to be like, yeah, I think we're going to take a little of this and a little of that and play to the strengths of, the staff of who we have on the team and not just going, we're running this, whether you like it or not. Fan, you yeah. Know. There's kind of a lack of ego in the sense. It's a simple quote, but like the idea that you can come in and like, I'm going to learn yeah. from these other coaches. We're going to put together the best possible thing. I think that's what you need to, uh, to have a really effective offense, like take advantage of everyone in the room. There's a lot of football experience and, you know, but then we're counting on you, Mr. Moore to call a GD games. If you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. 
call them up good. Yeah, that's that's really honestly, I think you could ask any fan and they'd be like, I don't care what the scheme is called. I don't care whose name you throw in front. Just call some damn good plays and win some football. That's all I care about. Call some damn good plays. Yeah. So I'm sure I'm sure that's that's the plan. Um, And then more on the run game. Uh, Kellen Moore said there's a balancing act in the run game. Groove calls and calls that you can kind of hang your hat on while also being diverse enough to make adjustments throughout a game. And depending on a defensive's defense's looks, uh, you have to be able to make adjustments throughout a game and find the things that work best for you week in and week out. Whoa. Whoa. Adjustments. Adjustments? <laughs> uh, so adjustments is what he said. Yes. In-game adjustments. So does you think he's meaning halftime? You think like sometime in, in the locker room they're going to make some adjustments? I don't know if it's necessarily that. I think it's because it as we've heard from Kyle, it's going to be like, just play better. Stick, <laughs> don't do what you've been doing. Do something different. Um, but more so planning. And we've heard this from Staley and even Lombardi as well as whether, you know, how true I guess it is, who's to say, but that they, you know, it's not going to be the same game plan every week. You're going to look at who your opponent is. What are the strengths? What are the weaknesses? This is what we're going to plan against. This is why but we that's, saw. But that's game. what they they did do against. That's what Lombardi said he was doing too. That's what that. That's that what was, I'm saying. Like, yeah, you you've heard that from the current yeah. staff, but who knows how? Because we saw Lombardi trying to run the. Plays. I know you saw Lombardi calling similar plays as if we had a fully healthy offense out there, but we were working with third and fourth string, you know, wide receivers and a and a banged up offensive line, and we're still acting like we're. 100% at every position and you just we weren't seeing any we weren't seeing the strengths of our players being utilized in games where we needed to use the strengths of players that against their weaker weaknesses against their weaknesses exactly so yeah. you'd like to think that coming from more and given his track record over at Dallas we're going to see some of that Hell yeah. um he went on to say certainly they've uh, invested in the offensive line. We're excited about that. Uh, running backs, we've talked about Austin Eckler, Josh Kelly, and that crew. It will be a fun opportunity for us to expand on that. Uh, certainly from my vantage point, what Austin has done has been remarkable. You saw Josh start to develop a role. Certainly that'll be a situation that hopefully we develop two or three guys in there that can all take turns. Uh, you saw what Zeke and Tony were able to do in Dallas this past year. I thought it allowed both of those guys to be playing really good football late in the season and as fresh as they possibly could. It's just the fact that he says Kelly, you know, he doesn't mention any of the running back. It's like, you know, he must have some confidence after seeing some tape that that could be a good solution for us, a good running back for us. Well, Kelly was the only other running back that really had an opportunity last year. I mean, Sonny Michelle did, but I don't think we're keeping Sonny Michelle. Oh, he got, he's already gone. He's already gone. And Isaiah Spiller really didn't get an opportunity to go out there, and neither did Larry Roundtree in the, oppor- you know, the few opportunities that he had to be out there. So Eckler and Kelly really are just the two guys that you can even say anything or even watch any game tape on uh, more than a handful of plays. So, yeah, I would like to think uh, the thing that you know catches my eye is that it's going to be a team effort. You're not just going to throw Austin Eckler in there for, you know, 75% of plays and then Josh Kelly on 25%. And that, and to the reason that Eckler's going to be worn out by the end of the year because of how much of the load that he's carrying, if you're able to split that load effectively, 
who knows what could possibly happen. She said. Ooh. So very exciting to see from uh, Kellen Moore again. Yeah, I very. I hate the fact that we have to wait so freaking know, it's, long. That's the longest wait I of all time. I hate this so much. Um, I'm, just, I'm curious what it's going to do for Austin because Austin's been this touchdown monster, reception monster. I don't think that's going to be the case next year. I think well, because it felt like it was out of necessity. Just straight necessity. They couldn't like it get the regular run game going. That way. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I, I'm excited. I would love to see them do a little bit more of what they did with Zeke and Tony Pollard in Dallas. I think that's healthy. And if you can get a run game going, it's only going to be good for Justin Herbert. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, looking over at Twitter, uh, a tweet caught our eye uh, from the tweeter, Angry Chargers fan, aka Angry Bolt fan on yeah. Twitter, uh, who brought out a stat. It's an interesting stat. It's not a do-all, end-all stat, but it's a stat that makes you kind of raise your eyebrow and go, hmm, interesting. Yeah. yeah. So he tweeted out, for those in the, is Herbert an upgrade from Dak camp? Here you go. <laughs> uh, apparently in 98 games, Dak has just eight wins if the team rushes under 100 yards. Okay. Are you following the equation here? I'm following. I'm following. All right. Team doesn't rush more than 100 yards. Dak only gets eight wins. Okay. Okay. Herbert already has 14 wins when the same happens to him. Okay. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. If you take, oh man, this is like a math <laughs> question. If you take this across his entire career, Dak is 13 and 27. If the team rushes under 120 yards. So what I'm taking from this is Justin <laughs> has never really had a run game. Dak yes. Prescott always had a run game. Yes. And we're going to bring a run game to Justin Herbert because Herbert in 36 games has he's 18 and 18 in the last three seasons. And Dak in 18 games is six and 12. When it when the uh, your offense when your rushing attack is under 120 yards, yes. So I think that just points to the fact that we're gonna if we can get this going, get this run game going, it's gonna be a lot of wins. It's gonna be some dubs. Yeah, uh, yeah. Dak is reliant on a run game performing well in order to succeed. Herbert is not. Put that. Get it on his back. He'll carry you if you need to. Right. So if Herbert is not reliant on a running game. Bringing a running game to Herbert, what will that do to his winning percentage? I'll tell you what. We have to wait seven months, eight we months for that. Seven <laughs> months for that to freaking come to fruition. Yeah. So uh, it's an interesting stat. Obviously, it's not like the, well, the, the case closed. Yeah. You know, the defense rests, Your Honor. That's not <laughs> yeah. like it's not that. But it is an interesting thing because there are a lot of people that are saying, you know, Herbert's not an upgrade. Herbert is an upgrade, blah, blah, blah. It's an interesting stat. Like something, to, something to consider. Something to chew on. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, Dove Kleiman. Let's <laughs> well, what's up with Dove. Dove Kleiman <laughs> tweeted out, Chargers star Keenan Allen and tight end Gerald Everett are most likely cuts for the team per Daniel Popper. What? L.A. Chargers can save $14.8 million in cap space by releasing Allen and $4.25 million by cutting Everett. The Chargers are currently $23.4 million over the cap. Now, huh. 
this is he's quoting Dan Popper. And from my understanding, Dan Popper didn't say they are most likely cut, but really was more pointing out the fact that Keenan Allen is going to be, you know, 14.8 million hitting the cap. Gerald Everett, 4.25. Do the math. You know, mm. th- th- that that would make sense. It, he wouldn't. It was more so, I think, that he wouldn't be surprised if that happens. Doesn't necessarily mean that uh, there's nothing most else likely. to indicate. Yeah, there's nothing to indicate that they are most likely cut. I just don't see how like it's been a weird time the last couple of weeks of like people like, all right, well, we need to save money. How do we save money? <laughs> Let's cut Joey Bosa. He has a lot of money. Yeah, who's hitting our cap the most? Well, Joey Bosa, Keenan Allen, you know, all the team captains. Get them out of here. What's the, Justin Herbert's doing? Okay. The reason why in your mind it's easy to cut them is because there's so much money. It's because they're our best players. Yeah. You don't want to get rid of Keenan Allen. You don't yeah. want to get rid of Joey Bosa. Right. They're they're the best at what they do. Sure, Keenan's a little older. He's, you know, Keenan and Joey are the last remaining San Diego Chargers on the team. I get it. Get He's it. still Keenan Allen. So right. go do your best and try and get rid of other things or restructure before you get rid of our star players. Right. Just you like, look, no. No. You, you look at the last season at what the wide receiver core was. Keenan Allen was down for a lot of last season. Yeah. But when Keenan Allen was out there, how monster. productive was Justin He's a monster. He's a third he was down a monster. monster. So you can't, you, I, I get the idea. You want to look at who's costing us the most. How old are they? Get them out of here. I get it. But you can't. It, 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 the, it, was it? It was Tommy T who said, like, you know, like, I would rather spend a lot more money on a player that's going to be productive because I know I'm spending my money in the right spot. I'm spending have money cap, on a player. Have then have the, all of this cap space, this delicious cap space. Yeah. So there's still an opportunity from what I've read. And I don't know how true it is. But from what I've read, there's still an opportunity to adjust contracts, you know, turn you know, contracts into signing bonuses and and make room. There's still ways to make room without just straight cutting people. Yeah. So let's hold on until we see some, the, the, we've got the entire off season folks mm-hmm. to make some of these adjustments. And I know that there's going to be deadlines for, you know, you got the draft coming up, you've got free agency, you've got all of these things that need to get figured out. Obviously all of the front office is aware of it. Um, but they're short of Dan Popper's report of saying that, like, hey, it makes sense to cut Keenan Allen. There has been no indication that Keenan Allen is going to get cut or Gerald Everett. Yeah. So we just got to wait and see. I mean, if you're hearing it from other people on Twitter, like Dove Kleiman, hold your horses because there's not really anything to substantiate those claims. It's the speculation game. And yeah, it's speculation city it. until <laughs> something happens and then we speculate other things. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, apparently, part of the reason why Keenan Allen is worth fourteen point eight million in cap space, uh, he earns the Chargers' highest PFF season grade. The longtime Chargers wide receiver was PFF's highest graded <laughs> Chargers player this season with a grade of eighty four point eight. Don't read anything on the teleprompter. <laughs> I really will. <laughs> Purposes. Sorry, that's the typo. what it's written. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is a fun to know. This could be entertaining later when we don't have as much to talk about. Uh, you, I, it's shocking that in 252 episodes, you have not 
utilize that yet. <laughs> Get ready. <laughs> I love you. Um, <laughs> Keenan averaged 75.2 receiving yards in a game. Uh, averaged 75.2 receiving yards a game in those 10 games, uh, which would be his most since 2017. From weeks 13 to 18, Allen led the NFL in receptions with 50, with 16 of those coming on third down. Allen finished the year with 66 receptions for 752 yards and four touchdowns in 2022. Good enough to finish in the top 10 of PFF's receiver list. If he's healthy that this last season, no one is talking about, man, it seems like we could probably cut him. No, no. It, 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 with all the clutch receptions, especially on third down, that's the thing, guys. You got to look at this where we were in situations where Herbert had no choice but to throw it on third down. And who was he throwing it to most of the time? Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen. Yeah. Because he found a way to get open. He found a way to get first downs. And he was reliable. He was clutch. He was catching balls. Hella clutch. You don't just get rid of that and go like, yeah, we'll draft somebody. Really? Like, you're going to not no. go with old reliable <laughs> like no. Keenan Allen? So, obviously, great to see Keenan Allen take home the accolade of the highest charger PFF grade whatever the heck that even means. I'm sure he'll <laughs> hang that on his wall. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, uh, what we're hanging on our wall oh. is uh, <laughs> some names of new uh, Patreon members, folks. That's right. We have a Patreon, patreon.com slash charger chat, where we get to post all these funny videos. Uh, lots of Hollywood coaches corners. <laughs> the lately. last one was wild. The last one was a doozy. <laughs> we, we took a look at the last Boy Scout and tried to glean any kind of football. Uh, Kyle, I've never seen opening Kyle's scene. mouth almost hit the floor. Was, the way that that episode. <laughs> what? <laughs> was pretty awesome. It was pretty awesome. Um, and we've got lots more to come this uh, this offseason. We're going to have a lot of fun over there on Patreon. And as always, we need to shout out to new names, new patrons over at Patreon. And that's Julio Camacho and Amber Dorman. Thank you. Welcome to the party, pals. That's right. Thank you so much for joining patreon.com slash charger chat. And if you don't want to go over there, that's a-okay. You can go on over to our website, chargerchat.com. Check out all the cool stuff we got over there. T-shirts, hoodies, and stickers. You can chat it up with other Charger Chatteteers in the member section and ask questions and ask Bolt fam. So go check out chargerchat.com. All right, guys. Well, time to go on to the next segment. It is fan focus. Bring it into focus. Got it. Got it. Let's go. Let's go. All right, guys. We're back with another fan focus, and we are super lucky to have Mickey from Fullerton, California. What's going on, Mickey? Nothing much. I'm just happy to be on. I like the jersey. Old school. Got got to respect the Phil Rivers. So I, um, my favorite Charger. I love the it. Guy man. who made me a Chargers fan. I love it. Well, let's get let's kick this off the way we always do, man. Like, how did you become a Charger fan? So I didn't grow up watching a lot of football. It was more like until 2010. I think that was the season. Uh, I just randomly got in a playoff pool with my family. We just picked the team to win it all. And I got the Vikings. And that was the year Brett Favre was on it. And he made it to the NFC Championship game. Lost to Drew Brees uh, and the Saints. And I remember being so mad and... I got hooked on football after that. And I was like, nice. okay, I'm, I'm going to keep, I, I got to keep watching this sport, but now I need a team. Uh, so the following season, uh, I was like, 
were watching, I think the Red Zone was like just becoming a thing at that time. And during like I saw during the Chargers game, I forget who they were playing, but like I I've I'm watching them play and I'm looking at Philip Rivers. One, he had that like funky throw. It's like, oh, it it always it just caught my eye just immediately. Yeah. And then just the energy he always gave off was exactly how I am as a competitor. I'm like super loud, like on like the baseball field or sports, whatever kind of event I'm at, I'm always like popping off whenever something great happens. Like, Love let's Love go. Love like it. Anytime, anytime a charge score a touchdown, you'll see me like that. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. So what? What? So pretty. You've been a fan for a while, then. So you you've kind of experienced the roller coaster that is charge oh, yeah. Charger fandom. <laughs> like the way I describe being a Chargers fan is just eating a a razor cake. The the cake just looks so beautiful on the outside, uh, and you just eat it like, oh my god, all this potential, mm, so good. And then one point in the season, you you get that piece of the razor blade inside, like, oh my god, ah. Yeah. And no matter how many times I've eaten this cake, I'm still sick around like, all right. there won't be a razor this time. You keep going back. You <laughs> keep, keep going, going back, back to the cake, man. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's an interesting analogy. That's definitely how it feels to be a Charger fan. You get you get caught once a year pretty good, and it kind of mm-hmm. throws you for a loop. So, you know, what were your thoughts on you know this year and what what the Chargers did? We you know first time Justin Herbert made it to the playoffs, not the way you want to see it, but we got rolling there at the end. Like, what were your thoughts? You know, for how how that season went? Yeah. So, uh, it was like we we're around four and four. I think was. Uh, when like I start started getting optimistic, oddly enough, I was yeah. like, I'm looking at the schedule. I'm like, the only two games I'm really concerned about are the Dolphins and the Titans. Like that two game stretch. Like I was like, okay, I figured we we'd probably lose to the 49ers. I figured we'd probably lose to the Chiefs, but like we always put up a great fight against. Always the Chiefs. a battle, yeah. So I was like, I could see us upsetting that, which we almost did. Again, it just always comes down to the last drive. It's so upsetting with I that know. game. We, we we always have a lead in those games too, and it just Patrick Mahomes that asshole just keeps going off every yeah. single time. Uh, but yeah, I was like, I can see us going on a stretch here, especially what once we start getting our guys back. Uh, Keenan Allen, like he was taking a bit longer to get back from his hamstring injury. I was like, yeah. he needs to get back. We really need him. He's our third down guy. Like that's how we like, that's how we move the chains and most of our drives. Like he's the guy that finds a way to get open on, on the first down marker. And sure enough, like we started going on this massive winter. Like, oh my God, this is going better than I expected. I expected to go one and one in the Dolphins Titans game. When we went 2 0, I was like, Oh, and the rest of the schedule, this looks clean. And yeah. then we we locked in a a wild a wild card spot at early uh, on, like it was week sixteen, I think. Yeah, yeah, we had two weeks. Yeah, and it was actually incre- like I don't remember the last time we've known we were in the playoffs that early. No, not and, at all. It felt so nice. Uh, but yeah, it, I and going into the playoffs, I was like, this is. This is looking really good. Like if we beat the Jaguars, which like we were the favorites, it wasn't by yeah. much. It was like two and a half points, but we were the favorites uh, going to the Jaguars game. And then it was most likely a rematch against the Chiefs in which it is very difficult being a team three times in a single season. Sure. And, and we're we kind of designed. We're kind of yeah. designed to beat them. Like that's what I think we're kind of created and molded to do. So yeah, I've, I forget which Chiefs player said it, but they're asked like which team are you like, most scared to fight is like it's always the Chargers. They always like fight us to the bitter end, and we never know who's gonna win till the yeah. end. Yeah, 
Yeah. Well, it was it was a good season. It didn't end the way we wanted to, definitely. But you know, what do you what are you most looking forward to this upcoming season? You know, we got a new offensive coordinator. Everything else is pretty much the same. We'll see who we bring back. Like, there's a lot of talk of who we're going to be able to afford and all that. But what are you most looking forward to this off season? I'm look looking most forward to who we draft in the first round. Mm-hmm. Uh, because there are like a couple targets, either like some kind of speedy wide receiver or the Notre Dame tight end that yeah. is like a big guys for like a lot of Chargers fans, or maybe even a some kind of edge rusher to like complement Bosa and Khalil Mack, and also needs to find out how the Chargers are going to get under the cap space because we are twenty million over the cap space, so yeah. like people. Uh, some players may have to restructure the contract. Some people get let go. So, but overall, I'm pretty optimistic. And everything I've seen from Kellen Moore, I'm just super excited. Yeah. Like, what's gonna happen with this team next season? I'm like, we're going to Super Bowl. We're, we got it. We got it next it. season. <laughs> I love your optimism, dude. Yeah, same here. I'm just excited. You know, it took a few weeks, but I'm feeling much more excited about it. Ready to get it rolling. Ready to see what this new offense is gonna be. Ready to see this defense get even better because they've had more time to play together and all that. And let's get you out of here on this, Mickey. You know, what has been your, your best charger moment, your best charger memory? Uh, my best charger memory was the previous time we were in the playoffs in that game versus the Ravens and the Ravens had like, I don't I actually don't remember how we lost to them. I don't remember it being close, but it, it could have been. I don't remember yeah, it being wasn't close it the in the previous season. It was like the previous game too. Maybe I'm yeah. remembering it in a career. It was like it, back it, to it, back it, games. It, 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 it may have been back-to-back games. Oh, I think that did happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but like it wasn't didn't look pretty. And then like in the playoff game, we smashed them. And yeah. then Philip Rivers, like one of my favorite moments for him is when he like scrambled for exact <laughs> when we scrambled for the first down. And he just just looks both ways yeah. and just sticks the arm for the first yeah. down. I'm like, yeah. that's my guy. Let's yeah. go. He's awesome. And he milked it so perfectly. Like that yep. was classic Phil. And mm-hmm. God, I'm, I'm, I miss that guy. I'm so glad we have Justin. Love Justin. But Phil, man, that was a different breed. Yeah. The kind of energy Phil Rivers gave to that locker room is unique. One of a kind. It yeah, was absolutely. insane what he brought to the table. Absolutely. Well, hey, Mickey, thank you so much for coming on, man. It was a pleasure chatting with you and getting to learn about your fandom. And man, let's let's roll. Keep that energy coming. Stay excited because uh, it's going to be an exciting year coming up. Yeah, I'm definitely looking to try to hit some games next season. I have a friend uh, who lives in Connecticut who's a Texans, uh, sorry, not a Texans, a Cowboys fan, and we have a home game against us. I'm like, hey, you need to come out to California so we can go to this game together. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. Don't And don't miss Thunder Alley. And hopefully we'll see you there, man. It'll be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, definitely try. All right, man. We'll talk to you later. Later. Well, I love it when I hear that it's Phil, Big Papa Phil, that's bringing fans in and and, uh, like Mickey. Mickey, that was awesome, dude. Thank you for coming on and chatting with Kev. Yeah, boy. Watching Phil throw these those weird little sidearm (laughs) throws. Yeah. And we started to see a little bit of that from Herbert at the end of the year. He was airbending some footballs around <laughs> some players. That was pretty, pretty impressive. Bullet some time. of these sidearm throws. So, uh, awesome dude. Well, hey, keep the energy coming there, Mickey. That yeah, was, brother. that was fantastic. Hope to hope to run into you at some point at one of these games. Um, all right, time to go on to the next segment. You know, them, you love them. And I love it when there's only two of us because I get to play along. It's the Greg Experience. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on in, man. Kick your feet up. Oh, 
Hello there. Make yourself at home. Got some stuff to talk about, right? Moving on. Stay hydrated, folks. Yeah, I'm a little bored. Just a little bit. Got the regular stuff going on with life, work, family, but no charges football. And during this last few weeks, the age old question popped into my head. If you had a superpower, what would it be? And right now, it undoubtedly would be time travel. And I don't really know if that counts as a superpower, but y'all know what I'm getting at. Anyway, let's hop into it. It's another off-season edition. It's so weird to say that already. I'm, I'm not ready for this long stretch, but you know, power through it. It's the Craig experience. Mm-hmm. Definitely time travel because I would be my little way of getting through that lull, like that dead period between the Super Bowl and the Combine. It's just like nothing going on. You know, get to the Combine and then fast forward a little bit more. You can get into free agency, draft, and then hope springs eternal once more. And also, a nice little glimpse into what the plan is uh, to remedy this cap situation the Chargers currently find themselves in. Man, what a difference one offseason can make. Because remember, at one point last year, there was so much bread to use, and then that got spent up, and we had all that excitement, and now comes time to pay the piper. The Chargers are currently a little uh, more than 20 mil over the cap. And then when you take into account draft picks, another few mil... Look, I'm not really worried. We've got, uh, you know, the <sighs> maven of finance, uh, the uh, king of coin, Eddie Mack, Ed McGuire. I'm sure he'll do his thing, get everything situated. Maybe some guys are willing to uh, restructure their deals. If not, you might be looking at some of your fave charger players moving on, which would suck. It's reality though, you have to take that in consideration. It very well could happen. But uh, we'll see how that goes. But hopping back in the DeLorean and going back to the present. Is that how that works? Because yeah, I went in the future back. Okay, yeah. It's been a long day. Um, but as of right now, there are some uh, questions to be answered. And uh, let's start it by chatting. Uh, about old Kellen Moore. Depending on what day you check Twitter, whether it be Cowboys Twitter, Chargers Twitter, just whatever section of Twitter you subscribe to, you can find all kind of crazy stuff going on. Now, I will admit, initially, I wasn't super happy about the hire. I didn't hate it, but he wasn't in my top like three. And when he became available, and I know what you're saying, like, how could he be? He wasn't available, but there was chatter about it. So I knew that there was potential for him to be uh, available. He is probably option five or six for me at the time. 
And a lot of that had to do with the way some of these Cowboys games ended on offense. And upon further review, checking out uh, some of the performances where one Mr. Dak Prescott, you know, the guy that some of these Cowboys fans are claiming, um, sorry, they're claiming that Justin Herbert isn't much of an upgrade over this particular person. And oh, do I love that bookmark feature on uh, Twitter as well as screenshots because uh, I keeps all the files. We'll revisit this in a year. But yo, it wasn't Kellen. Uh, watched a bunch of the games and uh, there were some instances where Dak Prescott's inner Ray Charles would come out in the most inopportune times. And that wasn't a Kellen thing. Now, is more perfect than play calling? No. But what I do like about what he does is that his route combinations are really nice. I like the way he manipulates defenses. He utilizes tight ends, multiple. Hint, hint, maybe something to think about when you're looking at uh, what the Chargers may do potentially going into next year. And I think the run will be incorporated a bit more. Now, not to the degree that it was with uh, the Cowboys because they paid Zeke and I think Mike McCarthy and Jerry Jones was kind of, they were kind of leaning on Kellen a bit to uh, be more balanced, uh, feed Zeke. And uh, Mr. Pollard, who I think more probably favored uh, to Zeke. And we understood why. I mean, Pollard was a more explosive bat. The results uh, seemed to be a little bit better when he got his hands on the ball. You utilize Zeke in the red zone, more of a short yardage dude, but that ain't what you're paying him for, right? So again, like I said before, just watched a bunch of games with um, Dak and um, the other cat whose name's escaping me, redheaded dude. Y'all know who I'm talking about. Again, it's been a long work day, so the wheels aren't turning as fast as they normally are, but him. Uh, pretty significant difference when uh, you watch him play, the mistakes were brought down. Now imagine this, an offensive coordinator adjusting his scheme to fit the players that he had available to him. Novel concept. But that's in the past now because Joe's gone. Never have to worry about that again. Maybe he can go be a Sean Payton problem. But I mean, you know, I feel a whole lot better about it. I think there's potential to grow. He's another young mind. And personally, I feel like this is all a part of the plan. You got a young head coach, young offensive coordinator. Your head coach doubles as the DC. The staff seems to be uh, on a youth movement kick and it's fine. Uh, you've got the best of both worlds with more. He's got play calling experience for a handful of so years almost. And he fits the bill as a younger dude. So he and Herbert can grow together. And hopefully finally the offense can be molded to fit Herbert as we were told it would be last year. No, we were clearly lied to. But hey, more to continue with within the division. Old Sean decided he was going to go take the Denver Broncos job. And you know what? Here's my uh, two cents on that. Peyton absolutely wanted to coach the Chargers. Wasn't never going to happen because they weren't going to pay him 17 to $20 million. On top of that, mm, there would be a level of power that would have to have been given over that mm, the span I ain't willing to. And there's uh, one 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 of the span in particular i don't know who it is I'm not gonna say his name no more shine for you buddy um 
But I also think that when he saw Moore get this job, he knew that uh didn't really make sense to wait around because I'm going to say this because I truly believe it. Y'all do remember that Kellen Moore was in head coaching talks like last coaching cycle, right? Uh, I think he was taking interviews then. Hot name. You see what I'm getting at? Staley uh, doesn't continue to improve. And you could argue, you know, Record-wise, he has, but there are still some very questionable decisions that he makes, and uh, we don't have to go down that road again. We all know uh, some of the things that were done, moves that were made, that uh, we... I'm trying to be nice here. We saw that they uh, worked to the team's detriment in many cases. If he screws a pooch next year, you've basically got your ready-made head coach Offensive-minded head coach, because I don't know if you guys paid attention to this. If you go look at the two teams participating this Sunday, offensive head coaches, it's a thing. So Kellen could move right on up into that head coaching position, already have the relationship established with uh, Jay Herbo, and figure out the D.C. situation. And these are all hypotheticals. We're moving too far down the line. Hopefully, it doesn't have to get that point. Hopefully... Uh, year three of Brandon Staley is the one where he kind of pulls it all together and uh, steps up as one of the premier coaches in the NFL. Of course, you have to establish that over longer periods of time, so we need a bigger sample size. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. And then you've got all this talk recently here about Aaron Rodgers potentially joining the Raiders. Could just be nonsense, but you never know. I mean, you got Russell Williams, Russell Williams, God, Russell Wilson, Mr. Unlimited Corn, and him teaming up with Sean Payton. Of course, Devontae Adams lures A.A. Uh, Ron over to the Raiders. It would only make sense. And I don't care what anybody out there says. If you're looking at a uh, Super Bowl winning head coach, to pair with Russell Wilson and maybe they can salvage that and you got Devontae Adams and uh, Aaron Rodgers we all know what that combination looks like that makes for uh, some interesting games which the Chargers already play within the division and you know what I wouldn't hate it maybe they can murk things up a little bit make things a little bit more competitive against the Chiefs and then uh, you got a real fight for the division as opposed to everyone looking up at uh, Patrick Mahomes all the time so we'll see how that works out but anyway Long story less long, I'm looking forward to the offseason. Wish I could make it go by a little bit faster, but of course, like I said, I don't have Doc Brown's number on speed dial. So, stuck here, like the rest of us. Watching and waiting. But, this weekend, it's Fly Eagles Fly. Uh, Yeah, we are all honorary Eagles fans. And yeah, once again, seeing ex-Chargers staffers in the Super Bowl with other teams is just that. But anyway, still, go green. Let's get it done, because I ain't trying to see Kermie with another ring. Mm -mm. Not about that. I'm over it. Done with that. But, yo, thank y'all for joining me. CC Gang. 
I do appreciate you. And I didn't even salute y'all at the beginning of this. What am I doing? See, see what kind of day it's been? All off kilter right now. But y'all know who it is. Mr. Bowganger, do not bang, AKA T-O-P underscore F-L-Y-T-3 over on the, the Twitter, the bird app. And uh, yo, stand by. Let's have fun with this game as much as we can this weekend. See what sort of moves the Chargers make here in the offseason. But every step of the way, your guy will be here with you because that's what we do. We ride together. Till the next one. Y'all take it easy. Okay. Love you. Bye. Well, a lot of interesting thoughts there, Craig. I love the the offseason is the breeding ground for maybe this, maybe that, maybe this, maybe that. Uh, there's a lot to take into consideration. Things could potentially happen still. Uh, but who knows what could potentially happen? What I am looking forward to and why I do love, uh, Craig being here on the show is Craig is the one who loves watching the combine, all digging the into stuff. all of the, all the college stuff, all the players. And so I'm excited to see, uh, some of Craig's recommendations for this upcoming draft and, players that might be great fits and all the little you know hidden gems that might be out there in the draft so i'm really looking forward to that and uh and craig there was a, a super, there's a few superheroes who've been able to time travel i think the flash is one and i yeah, think yeah. superman is one so mm-hmm. um but definitely not dak prescott no he bringing out the inner ray charles <laughs> that was, <laughs> that was so ridiculous <laughs> i'm glad that he went uh, you know he wasn't that excited about kellen moore but he went back and looked at it and when you have a time to go back and look right. at it and evaluate it a little bit more it's easy to place blame on the play caller but i'm glad it flipped around and he feels that way because gotta get excited about our new boy absolutely yes really looking forward to see what kellen moore can do and it's going to be a fun off season as craig said so craig thank you for another awesome Thanks, craig brother. experience and now it's time to go on to the next segment. Oh, shit. What? Double Beat. Oh. Boom. Welcome back to another edition of The Bolt Beat. As always, I'm your host, the acting editor over at BoltBeat.com, Jason Reed. You can follow me on Twitter at Eachiridis or follow Bolt Beat on Twitter at BB underscore Chargers. And of course, check out all of our wonderful offseason content. Now that the offseason is fully underway for the Chargers, it's been some time. I last hollered at you guys before the wild card round against the Jaguars. That's the last time I'm going to mention it for the rest of the off season. Um, we're back at the standing desk today. Tripod left at a friend's house. Once again, uh, that seems to be a trend for me, um, but here we are. We're still moving along. Still got my beautiful webcam and still, I'm still excited to get back on the charger chat podcast. Um, I think the number one thing to talk about with the chargers that I wanted to talk about, it seems like it's the biggest conversation with the fan base and it doesn't really make a lot of sense to me, is the discourse around Mr. Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen, who is probably going to go down as the greatest receiver in Chargers history, at least statistically, if he sticks around, has been become the um, the product, the, um, the target of cut conversations. Now, the Chargers are in cap situation where they need to free up money. They are about $20.38 million above the cap, I believe is the exact number, according to Over the Cap. They need to free up an additional around $3 million to pay their draft class in the 2023 NFL draft. And Keenan Allen has become the number one target to be cut because he would free up around $14.75 million, I believe it is. If he is cut, it'd be around $17 million if he was traded. 
And look, on paper, it seems like it makes a lot of sense. Keenan Allen's on the wrong side of 30. He's coming off of a season in which he only played 515 snaps because of a lingering hamstring injury. He also doesn't have the cleanest bill of health in his career as he dealt with injuries early on in the 2014, uh, 2015 and 2016 seasons. Typically, we see this in the NFL older receiver. He's been a little bit of injury prone team is in a a certain situation with the salary cap and they have no other option, but to move on all those things point to that, but it still doesn't make a lot of sense for me for the team to move on from Keenan Allen for multiple reasons. Number one, this whole thing, this whole last year, two years, three years has been about building around Justin Herbert. They spent $20 million on Mike Williams because they didn't want Justin Herbert to lose one of his weapons. They brought in Gerald Everett. They've drafted back-to-back offensive linemen in the first round. They've done all these things to make Justin... They they fired Joe Lombardi after two years and hired Kellen Moore, the most experienced play caller there was on the market, all because they want to maximize Justin Herbert. So it doesn't make a lot of sense to me that they would cut slash trade Herbert's most reliable option when he's on the field, his number one option, the option he goes to on third downs, the option he throws to when, you know, they're just on the same page. They're connected. It's safe to say that Herbert is a giant Keenan Allen fan. Um, And so it just doesn't make a lot of sense to take that away from him, especially when the roster's not really built to get rid of Keenan Allen. Let's go. Let's do a little thought experiment. Let's imagine the chargers cut Keenan Allen tomorrow. And what what's left? We have Mike Williams who is arguably less reliable than Keenan Allen. I love Mike Will. He's super important to this offense, um, but he has been more injury prone than Keenan Allen. Obviously, we all hope that doesn't happen next year, but relying on him to be the number one might be a little bit of an issue. The number two receiver, Joshua Palmer, who I'm a huge fan of. I've invested in his rookie cards, but he hasn't shown the leap to be a great number two option. And it is a little bit of a risk the third year in his league. Could it work out? Sure. Could it also not work out? Yeah. And then you're also pigeonholing yourself into drafting a receiver in the first round of the 2023 NFL draft. Now, realistically, the Chargers probably should draft a receiver in either the first or the second round this year. But relying on said receiver to not only replace Allen, but be like a reliable depth option is kind of alarming, concerning. Like, it's not the best thing in the world. Yes, there's the guys like Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson, and fans will always point out those guys when talking about first-round receivers. But they won't point out the likes of a, a Jalen Rager or a Jahan Dotson or Jerry Judy, who's good, but took a few years to, you know, blossom and still isn't really like a true, true number one. There's these guys who aren't true number ones who either don't blossom at all or take some time to blossom. Getting an instant, you know, contribution out of a rookie in year one, especially a receiver, it is not a surefire thing, regardless of how fast they run, regardless of their tape, you know, especially in this wide receiver class, which is a lot thinner than the last two years, if we're just being, you know, honest. So, it's it's a situation where, yes, they could land a home run. They could hit a home run with a first-round wide receiver or second-round wide receiver, but there's no guarantee. So what's the better option? The better option is to keep Keenan Allen town, still draft that receiver high in the draft, and that way that receiver, A, doesn't have as much on his plate. He's not expected to do as much. He can naturally grow into this offense. And B, the Chargers can actually learn what they have with said receiver and then can kind of pivot in the future for that instead of throwing all their eggs in the basket this year. The team can still free up a lot of money next offseason if they need to by cutting Allen if he continues to regress. Um, but if you cut him now, you don't leave yourself with many other options. I mean, the wide receiver room will literally have two people in it. You're going to have to sign at least three more guys. So draft a guy and then sign two more guys. Like, they're, what are they doing at that point? Creating the cap space just so they can go sign two mediocre receivers instead of having Allen? It just doesn't make a lot of sense, especially because they can free up money in other ways. You know, they can cut Matt Filer to free up, I believe it's $6.5 million. They could cut Dustin Hopkins with a post June 1st diagno- uh, 
designation to free up, I believe it's 2.4 million, somewhere around there. They could restructure Joey Bosa's contract, who Joey Bosa is going to stick around for the remainder of his contract. He's only going to be 30 when his contract ends, and he doesn't have like any dead money at the end of it. So it's it's a safe bet that he'll still be contributing at a high level at the end of his contract. So the Chargers don't have to worry about a potential dead cap hit because they signed a good deal with him in the first place. Corey Lindsley is another restructure candidate. Even someone like Sebastian Joseph Day, who only has two more years on his deal, they could restructure and free up around $3 million. You know he's going to be around in 2024 and still producing at a high level, so you don't have to worry about it. So there are options. And all those moves I just mentioned free up, I believe it's around $34 million, $34.5 million giving the Chargers around $9 million to spend after paying their draft class to potentially re-sign Pipkins and Tranquil, who combined could probably be had for around $10 million uh, annually, especially if they backload those contracts. Could be used to bring back Bryce Callahan, Kyle Van Noy. Naturally, they're going to lose some of these guys. They're probably going to lose Bryce Callahan. They can't really afford to pay a veteran cornerback $5 million. They might lose Kyle Van Noy. They might lose Trey Pipkins or Drew Tranquil. But those guys are more replaceable than Keenan Allen, even if we're only getting one more year of Keenan Allen. So I just think if the conversation becomes let's cut slash trade Keenan, that way we could retain three other guys who are over 30 or a linebacker. Like I, I just, I'm just leaning Keenan every time. And quite frankly, the Chargers can do both. They can keep Keenan and they could potentially re-sign Tranquil and Pipkins and just have to let those veterans go and you know replace them in the draft. Um, that seems like the most likely thing to me personally. I don't think cut, cutting Keenan Allen makes a lot of sense. I don't think the Chargers are going to do it. I don't think Tom Telesco wants to do it. Brandon Staley wants to do it, or Justin Herbert wants to do it. So uh, let me know. You know, let let me know down in the YouTube comments, down in the the podcast reviews. Of course, always give a five star review. Let me know on Twitter, either on my personal or at Boltbeat. Um, let me know what you think about Keenan Allen's situation because it's really a a unique one. We went from this. Uh, huge off season where the chargers spent a lot to an off season where they might have to cut their for, you know, their number one receiver and arguably their greatest receiver of all time. So it's an interesting situation. I'll be back at you next week on the bolt beat. And in the meantime, let's get back to the charger chat guys. I couldn't have said it better. myself, well Jason said, yeah. Jason, couldn't exactly how I was feeling, but I couldn't articulate it. That's why we have the bolt beat. That's right. <laughs> to say the words we're trying to think and yet can't, <laughs> come up with <laughs> Jason Reed <laughs> yeah, yeah that, I mean that's the thing folks everybody in the offseason especially people who don't know what all players contracts are and stuff like that immediately go towards well let's just cut this guy as opposed to like oh we've got all of these contracts that we can restructure Chargers have one of the most restructurable contracts going into this next season. So I anticipate that we are going to see a lot of tweets about this person's contract got restructured, this person's contract got restructured, because there's a lot of guys that we want to hang on to. And yes, was Keenan Allen there every game last season? No. But, but when he was, when he was, the guy kicked ass. So there's no reason to think that he is necessarily going to regress going into next season. Is he getting older? Yes, of course. But his the beauty of Keenan Allen is his game isn't about how fast he is or like no. his speed. He is just such a good route runner. Yes. He's still going to have, he'll be able to lean on that for a lot longer than some of these other wide receivers that are reliant on inc- their speed because that goes away a lot faster. Right. Like the idea of getting a brand new wide receiver, like does it work? Absolutely. We've seen a lot of, I mean, this last draft class was very heavy on the wide receiver side and we saw a lot of wide receivers have some great seasons. Is that necessarily going to be true of every wide receiver that comes out of the first round? No. Uh, Chargers aren't drafting until 21, Mm -hmm. I think. So are you 
expecting the 21st person taken in the draft. Like how many wide receivers are taken before that? That person, is that person going to be able to perform like Keenan Allen and develop the same chemistry with Justin Herbert that Keenan Allen has? Like, there, it, can it happen? Yes. But it's such a question mark that would you rather have somebody that you know is reliable, somebody you know that can be there on third down when it's third and 10 and Justin Herbert's got to get the first down? I'm trusting Keenan Allen and not a brand new wide receiver. Should they draft a wide receiver at some point in this draft? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. It's going to be a it's second gonna or be third a, round. Yeah, like it, the wide receiver room is going to be small, like Jason pointed out. I mean, it's we're going to need another body in there, but hopefully a stud tight end. Yeah, it, it, we're looking, I think, it's at some other options. areas of opportunities. Um, there could be some it's always going to be best player available anyway. Yeah. So if it's a wide receiver, great. If it's not, we know it's the best player available. So, yeah. um, Jason, thank you for Thanks, again saying the words that we try to think of. And yet we're just a couple of goopy, goofy buttholes. So a couple of goofy buttholes. <laughs> um, all right. Well, folks, time to go on to the next segment. Ask Bolt. Um, <laughs> time to put your money where your mouth is. <laughs> guys. Go jam a thumb up his butthole. That's what you do. <laughs> I wet myself in excitement. Oh, so hungry. Your thoughts are like totally appreciated. <laughs> Catch you later, dude. Okay, love you, boy. That's right, gang. It's time for Ask Bolt Fam two-headed edition. We start it off with Bolt Up Cat. Certified fresh. Who asked the question? Hi, Cat. Hi, guys. My first time writing a question. Hope it makes the cut. What are y'all's thoughts on the cutting of Keenan Allen rumors? Also, how do this how does this work? Do we get to demand voices from Adam? Or is it more of a request? How do you get the Bolt fan badge on here? And how slash when did K Love You Bye originate? Love the last Boy Scout review on Patreon. I legit LOL. That was a wild ride. Thank you for all you do. K, love you back. Cat, 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 cat. Yay. Welcome to <laughs> Ask Bolt, fam. Yeah, it was awesome. We did the Patreon hangout and she got to meet her and yeah, she was really awesome. So. Yeah, no, that was a real fun time. Yeah. So uh, lots, of, you, you got a lot of questions in here. We're going to hit them all. Let's do uh, it. Thoughts on the Keenan Allen rumors? Think Bullshit. They suck. Suck ass. They're dumb and they shouldn't be thought. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And how does this work? Uh, some people like to demand voices. Some people think that I can somehow make some of these voices sound uh, remotely like. When in doubt, people. request Donald Duck. No. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> you. <laughs> uh, I, so the one thing that I try to say is I'm not an impressionist in any way, shape, or form. Like some of them I can do kind of good, but I am not an impressionist by any way. I, I'm a voice actor. I like to do voices. So worst case, or in, when in doubt, you know, an accent, uh, uh, describing a person or something like that. I love that. I love talking about, you know, like do an old man who just got kicked in the groin. Like, oh no, like that's, <laughs> I love that stuff. So that's always fun. Non-specific. Uh, but whatever you request, even if you request Donald freaking duck, I'm going to do my darndest. I'm going to do my best. Oh, man, It might suck, but hey, you asked for it. You asked for it. Um, the Bolt Fam badge. 
on uh, chargerchat.com. I'll go at it. Are we handing those out willy-nilly? I was for a while, and then I <laughs> got really busy. So I got to go back through, and I'll add all the badges to everyone that was on Fan Focus. So if you join the website, you get a little badge if you're on Fan Focus, so you can see all, everyone oh. that was on Fan Focus. All right. Yeah. Well, I'll go. I'll get back into that. I'll, I'm on it. I'm on okay. it. Okay. Uh, how and when did Caleb <laughs> buy originate? Uh, I was in London um, yes. for work, and it was yes. a very late night, and I had just wrapped this project I was on, and I had a few, and yes. it was a sloppy baby Kev night. Um, it was. I stopped doing that. Like when when I heard that episode, I was like, okay, I got it. I can't be doing that in recording <laughs> podcasts. And just at one point, I just got I, what happened. I was you were saying something Kyle I disagreed saying- with. Well, no, Kyle was, as usual, you and Kyle were bickering about something. And you said something like, I love you too, bye. Like like, like you were hanging up a conversation. It's like, hey, dude, we're doing a podcast. You don't say bye like right in the middle (laughs) of the podcast. And it turned into K, love you, bye. And that just, that's been the way that we've signed Uh off. I think that was like episode 50 It was early. Maybe 20 something. I that, can't remember. That came out because that's what I said to my wife when I hang up the phone. Okay, love you. Bye. We just get to get off the phone real quick. I was like, I wanted that conversation to be over with Kyle. Okay, love you. Bye. So if you're ever in a conversation you don't like, you can just say, okay, love you. Bye. You'll catch them off guard. And they'll be like, then uh, you win. And you walk away. <laughs> you win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it, thankfully, we've never really gotten too salty with each other after 252 episodes we, we have not had moments where it's like i don't want to talk to you anymore like yeah like, <laughs> and i think part of that has to do with k love you bye we, we always end every episode letting each other know love. we love you adam, i love you so much adam i f-ing love you i can't quit you <laughs> um uh, all right well and i'm glad you enjoyed the last yeah that's where kyle <laughs> almost <laughs> chin was on the ground um, all right. Well, I think we hit them all there. Bolt and welcome. Cat. Certified fresh. Yes. Don't be a stranger. Thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Lexi M. Lexi. Who asked the question. I'll admit that defeat took a lot out of me and I needed some time to process what happened. But I am back. Thank <laughs> you guys for having such a positive attitude on all of this to help me through the sorrow. I apologize now for the long question. Now my thoughts from the last few weeks I've been gone. Okay, Craig, I hear you, and as much as I agree, I don't like seeing people fired from their job. That kind of comes with being in a professional sport. Plus, let's be honest, he made enough money to still be fine, and he's living his best life with his fam, and having the name Lombardi certainly doesn't hurt his affluency. So I'm sure he'll find something and hopefully just be the same old, same old we had. <laughs> Seeing the mother chiefs do it again was so frustrating and uh, I can't not stand Patty Mahomes. However, I have huge faith in the Eagles and hope they can pull this dub out. I was very surprised pleasantly by us picking up more. My dad is a Cowboys fan and if someone can make Cooper Rush look that good, that's a winner in my book. (laughs) I am so hyped to see what we're going to do with Herbert next year. As for the draft goes, give me a Kelsey tight end. 
If we can get someone to fill that spot, we got it. I realize there is more to our downfall than that, but I feel like that's a major piece of the offense we're missing, and I would love to see it filled with a Kelsey slash Gronk type. Yeah, wouldn't we all? Sure, you can say you want a speed wide receiver all you want, but to me, we got Mike Will and Everett still. We're fine. I refuse to watch the Pro Bowl, given the shafted X so bad. I'm not mad about Herbert not getting as he couldn't, uh, given he went through surgery, which I hope is unrelated to anything major, and is just getting done to prevent for later. I don't want anything too happy to my to happen to my pony boy. Question time, finally. <laughs> what would be your theme song? Also, if you weren't in your current jobs, what would be something you would be doing instead? Not that I know what you guys do now besides the podcast, LOL. Thanks again, guys. Kay, love you. Bye. What was the voice? I like that voice. Okay, well, they asked... it. It's a guy... Okay, so it's a guy named King Boomy from The Last Airbender. I've heard it's a great show, great cartoon, but I have not seen it, so I had to look up, and I heard one sentence from the guy, and I just built it off of that. So if he sounds totally different, I'm sorry. I went off the one thing that I couldn't go off of. So King Boomy. I have a request for... King Boomy. Maybe maybe check this out. I just watched Wreck-It Ralph with my kids. I would Hmm. love to see a King Candy. Oh, well, yeah, that's... uh, that's what's his name. Uh, that's Alan Disney. Tudyk. Yeah. Or, and he's he does like the Mad Hatter, like, oh yeah. my goodness. Yes, 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 yes. Put that on the list. Put it on okay. the list. Um, <laughs> that's what I want so bad. Um, theme song. All right. Song. So, theme song. Mm. Well, I know mine. What's yours? Well, mine is like, it's the family theme song. Uno, dos. One, two, three, That's right. That would be Wooly Bully. That's genius. That is the theme. That's and that's every Wooly's theme song. Yeah, Wooly gotta Bully. be. Um, I at the moment I'm feeling like you know a lot of love. So I believe in a thing called love. Just listen to the rhythm of my heart. I can see that being your theme. I got song a lot of love, man. Sure. A lot of love to give. I can um, see you. Being in the WWE, walking down yeah. <laughs> the ramp. Even think I love, I love hot. But there's You're also like days the where from side to side. I could go limp biscuit and go. It's just one of those days when you don't want to wake up. Everything's yes. everybody sucks. Yes, especially when you talk about getting rid of Keenan Allen because that mm. will make me want to justify ripping someone's head off. No human. Co- okay, I'll keep going. I know that. I don't know why I know that song so well. <laughs> it do. ages me so f-ing hard. The You're a I child of the '90s, my friend. Big time. So, <laughs> so that yeah, those are, that would be my my song. I think. All right. And if we weren't in our current jobs, what would be something we would be doing instead? Hmm. I would be a um, lottery winner. <laughs> A professional lottery, professional lottery winner. <laughs> Once a year, just hit a jackpot. That would That's be my. Uh, that would be my profession. But I like. I love what I do, so I would keep. That would be my pick again. If I hmm. had a choice, I like that. Uh, I would say I would love to be doing. Uh, I would love to be announcing sports. I would love to be like Ooh. the voice at a stadium. SoFi. I I I would love to be that, but I don't. You would want to like, watch the game. Well, it's not that, well, I do want to watch the game, and I still would watch the game. I would still be the one, you know, getting you everybody just like your radio up. would come out and be like, ah! 
Like you can't do that, Adam. Adam, we had we talked about this. And now here comes Justin Herbert. <laughs> oh my goodness. Kid and Alec got a touchdown. <laughs> oh, sign me up for all of that. Jesus. I don't know if they would uh if they would want that. <laughs> I want it. <laughs> the fans want that. <laughs> So, all right. Well, there you go, Lexi. Thank you. Thanks, Lexi. For asking the question. Let's move it on now to Tom Telesco's burner account, <laughs> who asked the question. Yo, Bolta, baby. F- yeah, let's go. Moore is going to be a gigantic upgrade over Lombardi, and Herbert is going to be legend. Wait for it. Dairy again. You see Eckler rapping, shit was fire. Okay, love you guys. Bolt up, baby. Tommy T. Did you see that? He like wrote like a, a rap for Mike Will and his like. I saw it. I didn't get the context. Did he actually write it? Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. That, that makes it all the better. I wasn't sure if it if he if he wrote it or if somebody wrote it for him and he was just the dude reading ha- off a script because the dude has the. It biggest balls like he just he will do whatever like he just goes for it i love him so much he's like i'm gonna learn how to play guitar and get show you my riff i'm going to rap a song an original song like right i'm going to score 20 touchdowns yeah um i love the balls no it's really it was really quite impressive how how well that worked (laughs) out so uh i know that we've got some musically talented folks on the roster and i think eckler is now showing that he is one of those people. Yeah. So he's it. a lyricist uh, of the highest degree. But uh, yeah, no, that was pretty damn awesome. It was rad. Um, all right. we. <laughs> bottom line, it was rad. We it saw rad. it. Awesome. Dope, rad. Tom Telesco's burner account. Thank you for asking the question. Thanks, Let's move it on now to Cam Seaman. <laughs> Certified fresh. Who asked the question? I keep seeing certain fans saying to downgrade Eckler's role or just completely move on from him. I think with Moore as OC, he can utilize him as a change of pace back in red zone thread, and we use Kelly or our draft running back a lot more as a third down back. Thoughts? I do think it goes two ways. With a healthy O-line, I think Eckler becomes more efficient on the ground, but I think a pure runner will suit us better for three downs with Eckler being a true flex guy and TD threat. I just said, where is this shit coming from? Like, move on from Austin. Like, what? No, no, no. I don't think they're saying to move on. They're saying to, like, just downgrade his role. No, I've seen people on Twitter say we need to move on from him. We need to get somebody else. All I will say is if you see something crazy... And somebody says something insane that you're like, wow, I don't agree with that. Just imagine you're standing in a room with them in real life. And they said that. Would you be friends with them? Would you stay in that little circle and talk with them? Or would you just slowly leave the room? And if you're slowly leaving the room in that (laughs) hypothetical, unfollow. (laughs) You. Because it's crazy talk. Oh, that is wild. I think he's going to have a different a slightly different role next year. I don't think he's going to be checked down to the umpteenth degree the way he was this year, but you saw he can run between the tackles. You saw Mm -hmm. him break some big runs this year. Yes. It's about the style of blocking the scheme and how we dial it up and call it against different defensive fronts and different defenses. So he is absolutely going to be our RB one. 
I yes. think you'll see a bit more of Kelly, which when we did see him last year, he was awesome. He was putting his head down and he was lighting people up. Right. So I think if he gets some more time, some more rhythm, it's going to be good. So I think it'll be a one-two punch with those two. And then hopefully we see a little bit of Spiller. Spelling. Spelling Spiller. Yeah, I don't know. I, I Yeah, seeing people talk about like drafting a running back in the first round. No. That's the, that's the conversation I slowly back away from. Um, just in general, drafting a running back in the first round is just a bad idea in general. You yeah. see how that works out for most teams. It doesn't work out that well. Right. So I... I I well, as we heard from Kellen Moore earlier, when it from his post presser, is that like it's going to be a mix? You're going to see guys. Eckler's just not going to be the guy carrying the load the entire season. And Eckler's calling for that in the past as well, going like, "Hey, I need some of these guys to step up." Yeah. So I can I can see Kelly getting mixed in a lot more than he has been. I can see Spiller getting mixed in a lot more than he has. It might instead of. Eckler being the main running back, it'll probably be a three-headed monster of some kind where the guys are getting cycled out a lot more than we're used to seeing, which isn't a bad thing. Eckler fresher could be more effective. That could, We could see a lot more of that if they're, you know, you're not, Eckler already is a is a running back that doesn't signal what the play call is. You know, he's you don't when he's out on the field, you don't know if it's a run or a pass. Yeah. And it, and it could be a, a run pass option or something like that. Um you already get that with Austin Eckler. So getting a guy in that is strictly a runner, you're already signaling to the defense what the play is going to be. And yeah. so they can already kind of prepare for something like that. Um, I, I, I'm i looking forward to seeing what it's going to be. Downgrading his, his uh, usage, I think we're going to see that. I think we're going to see three guys and they're mixed a lot more equally than we're used to seeing where Eckler is the main guy carrying this this offense. Uh, to to the tune of having back to back seasons with twenty touchdowns. Well, I I honestly feel like he's not gonna. Not much is gonna change. Like I, the way he plays, we don't. Think, there's no other running back in the league quite like him. And yes. to say he's gonna come in and he's going to really split time with Kelly is just kind of crazy because he's such an asset. He's such a Swiss Army knife mm-hmm. that I think there will be a little bit more division. There'll be a little bit more time, but I still think it's going to be the Austin Eckler show. And if it's not, that's an issue because he's such a good player. He makes defenses really account for everything he's doing. I'd love to see him on the field with Kelly. And they did a lot of that sure. stuff at Dallas where they had both they both had uh, Elliott and Pollard on the field at the same time. Give me some of that shit. Because yeah. what are you going to do? Who knows? You know? Yeah. No, I think it's a great... I think he will be utilized different than what we've seen. Yeah. I, I think his production is going to be uh, maybe downgraded just a bit because of that, you know, as as a result of that. But he's still going to be utilized to the best of his ability. And I know, I believe that Kellen Moore is going to know that and see that and use it appropriately. Well, and just you, you want the ball in your best player's hands. Our best yeah, player, absolutely. Justin Herbert, and you yes. want to give it to our second best player on offense's hands, which is Austin Eckler right now. Right. He's, re- he's, he's, it, he's been in the entire season. He's <laughs> He was going, and, he, yes. and he's two back-to-back 20 touchdown seasons. Like, that's yeah. insane. Right. So he's you not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe a little less. How about 15 touchdowns? We'll give the couple of the other guys one. Yeah. We'll take 15 and all the, all the yardage that he usually gets with a better run scheme. Let's do that. Right. Um, a great question, Cam Seaman. Thank you Absolutely. for asking Welcome. the question. Uh, let's move it on now to Hangry Seth, mm. who asked the question. My 
goal is to ask a question every week until the draft. Now, has Kellen Moore brought his staff over yet, or what is the holdup? Until next week. Kay, love you. Bye-bye. I love it. He's gonna. He's coming at us every week. I love that. That's a your set a plan in motion. I want to see this thing finish. Take us to the promised land, Hangry Seth. Hangry Seth, bring it on. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. All right. Uh, has Kellen Moore brought his staff over yet? There's no announcement. What is the holdup? There's no announcements on that. And in the, it sounded like he was going to, I thought he was going to bring over a whole bunch of guys. It looks like they're going to retain a decent amount of staff, but they have, I think we're going to wait till after the, the season's over after next weekend. And then you'll start seeing some shit because people start really getting the official <laughs> hires happen when that game's over because those coaching staffs are available to hire. So a lot's going to happen in the next like two, three weeks and we'll see what happens. But the fact that I think this time last year, they'd already gotten rid of a shit ton of, or the previous before we did the uh, changeover to Lombardi, when we went from Lynn to Lombardi, it, mm. it was like a full wash um, oh, of yeah. staff. So yeah. Um, but even last year, there wasn't that much um, a turn, a turnover. You know, the, the everything was pretty much intact. So we'll see who he brings over. We definitely need a quarterback coach and what they do with the run game uh, coordinator. I right. Take one of those. Yeah. And uh, and we still need to see what happens with our, our linebacker coach as well. So yeah, there's still hopefully. moves to be made. It, you know. Honestly, the offensive coordinator was the one that you had to strike while the iron was hot. Hot. And yeah. that and they did just that with Kellen Moore. Everybody else, while important, it doesn't necessarily need to happen immediately. No. It, the the immediacy of it doesn't need to be right now. Like still, it can there's still some head coaches that need to get hired. You start right. up there and you work your way down. Right. You what you already went through all of the interview process of interviewing offensive coordinators. Obviously, the job went to Kellen Moore. So now you know, and I'm sure there's going to be negotiations, going to be talks about, you know, do you want to stay with the Cowboys or do you want to come with Kellen Moore? Who are you going to follow? Who are you going to pledge allegiance to? Justin so, Herbert, Dak Prescott, Justin Herbert, Justin Herbert, Justin Herbert. Right. So we'll see what happens, what the holdup is. Season's still going, technically. The postseason's still going. So ready for it to be over, actually. We're all ready for it to be over. <laughs> um, don't know what the holdup is otherwise, Hangry Seth, but hey, see thank you. Next you. week. Yeah, we'll see you next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Let's go. Uh, let's move it on now to Leo, who asked the question. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is your Captain Justin Herbert speaking. I just wanted to thank you for flying bolt up air. And on behalf of your co-pilot, Kellen Moore, and your flight attendants, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Austin Eckler, and Corey Lindsley, we wanted to wish you a wonderful stay in the Los Angeles we know you had many choices of teams in L.A., but uh, we wanted to thank you for choosing us this flight. We'll be on its way to Las Vegas for the Super Bowl, should you continue on this flight. If you can please fill out the questionnaire with uh, two questions. Uh, one, how explosive will this offense be with Kellen Moore calling an Air Coyle-style offense, his words, and two, how can we best improve this offseason with the cap, assuming moves are made? As always, from all of us here at Bolt Up Air, uh, okay, love you, bye. I like that. <laughs> it's got like a Southwest, like South, Southwest vibe. Like that. 
the the humorous um, uh, flight attendant uh, uh, runs the show. Uh, yes. All right. How explosive will this offense be with Kellen Moore calling an Air Coriel style offense? Incredibly, incredibly <laughs> explosive. Yes. Yeah. The fact that you even said Air Coriel, it's like that's just that. Like, get down the field and throw that ball. Like, we all want that. Everyone talks about that. Let yes. Justin throw and. I think in order to do that, you need to we need to work on the offensive line a little bit. Everyone's saying they want a speedy receiver to get down the field. Give me we more get give him more time in the pocket and let everyone get down the field, not just right. one guy. That's what I want. Yeah. Give if you want just one guy down the field, then yeah, get a speedy wide receiver because he'll be the only guy down the field. Yeah. But if you want them all down the field, more linemen, better linemen. More linemen, tight ends. Mm. Those are the guys that are gonna give Kellen or Kellen. They're gonna give Justin time. To throw Kellen, the ball down the field and give Kellen time to call the right play. Because, yeah. I mean, we've seen plays previously where, like, Mike Williams is, like, down the field, wide open, catching balls. So Mike Williams wouldn't necessarily be considered a speedy wide receiver by any stretch, but... It's faster than me, but yeah. Well, fast well, enough yeah. to get down there, yeah. to get open, and if you give Herbert enough time to throw it, anybody can get down there and get open. So Just, Everyone's saying, like, the flashy pick is the one they want, like, yeah, that's awesome. We all yes. But if you get a really freaking good offensive line, it's gonna make everyone else better. Or a really yes. good tight end that blocks that can also run routes. Like yeah. those are what I want personally. Yeah. Those all make sense. And how can we best improve this offseason with the cap assuming moves are made? It's just it's like what um Jason said. I, I think you keep your stud players and I think you have to re relook at some of those mid tier guys. I think like everyone's kind of like all in on Pipkins. I still think you could move on from Pipkins and get uh, a second round uh, tackle. I mm-hmm. think you could do that or remove Sawyer. I think there's some flexibility there. I, I think there's some other guys that are like would be sad cuts, but not devastating cuts like like uh, Keenan would be to me personally. Yeah. Yeah, there there are some names out there that it's like, man, I don't want to lose that guy. But give, I mean, there's only so much money that can be spent. A lot of it is tied up in big players. And, but those are playmaking players. Those are guys that are going to make a difference between what this team is and what they could be. Um, I'll take sad, not devastating. Yes. Yeah. We don't want any, I mean, devastating would be losing one of those team captain esque players. Yeah. And a lot of those guys are getting paid buku bucks, unfortunately, yeah. uh, or fortunately, depending on how you look at it. But um, yeah, I think if they can just, I mean, they got to, they got to restructure contracts more than anything else. You're already 23 million over the cap space. You got to have money to pay your, your draft class yeah. uh, as they come in. So there's got to be some restructuring. Will there be cuts? Sure. But I think there will be cuts, you know, Obviously, I'm not rooting for people to lose their jobs, but I mean, players like Matt Filer, players like Dustin Hopkins, uh, those are guys that you kind of have to make those cuts, especially now that other players are coming in and performing better than they have. Sure. Are getting paid less? Sure. Those are the cuts that we're, we will certainly see yeah, this offseason. Leo, thank you for thank asking you, the question. Let's move on now to Boltville 714. Nice. Who asked the question? What's up, fellas? What was your thoughts on the Pro Bowl weekend activities? I know in the past you guys have mentioned about how cool it would be to bring back the QB long toss. But if the NFL came to you three and gave you the opportunity to implement a new activity, what would it be? One activity each, and you would have to participate in it as well as the coaches for your activity. Ha <laughs> ha! Can't love you, bye. 
it just felt like another kind of odd Pro Bowl. I think it was better than having the game where they're like tackling. It's obviously like a more entertaining, like they're having a little more fun than than normal. Mm. Um, but it still feels like totally not necessary to me. Like it wasn't like I didn't watch all of it. I checked out a little piece of it and I was like, okay, I'm good. That was fun. Kind of. Yeah. Cool. And then um, Derwin got the pick. That was fun. But mm-hmm. it's flag football. So. It, yeah. it was, it's just weird because you're wanting football. And so like when you, when we watched it last year, it was just like, yeah, I guess it's football, but nobody's really trying out there. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, we're going to make it fun. We're going to have games and, and activities and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, cool. So let's try that. And it was like, I guess, I mean, I don't know. Getting in the pro bowl, pro bowl is more of a, a title yeah, than anything helps else. helps you with that, your contract and you make extra money. Sure, it helps with contract and it lets you know, hey, everybody thought you were the best at this position. Congratulations. Good job. Yeah. Do we necessarily need to see something from that to for any reason, really? Like, I, I don't know. It, it just, it did feel strange in a in a not good way. Yeah. I mean, it's, and it, it is weird when you look back at previous Pro Bowls where they had those activities like the Hubie long toss, like for some reason, like I think seeing skill games for one person, as opposed to a team, a, a team against another team, like then it's more like, okay, well this is fun. Who was the best at this one? Sure. Activity. Sure. Sure. I, so I think if there was one that I would recommend, it would be something along those lines of like, um, uh, like if you wanted to do, uh, okay, here's one. Okay. All right, this sounds like fun. So, good. you know like when you're when you're playing in the pool and you want to be like toss me the ball as I'm jumping in so I'll make a cool catch and I fall in the pool. <laughs> you catches into a swimming pool with a trampoline. I mean, no, with an air ramp that launches them high into the air. Sure. Hell yeah, let's amp it up a little bit. Well, I mean, I don't want these guys to get hurt, but I'm just saying that like if you're if they're running, they're making a cool catch in the air and they're falling in water. Nobody's going to break a toe, which no. I heard that happen. I heard Miles yeah. Garrett like dislocated his toe <laughs> so at the Pro Bowl. So it's like, yeah, I mean, you might get some water up your nose. But other than that, I think these guys and it'll be fun. People will love it. Seeing their favorite their favorite players jumping in the pool, making cool ass catches. You get votes from a panel of judges who wins, who gives a shit. But it'll be fun. <laughs> I like that. I'm going to go off that a little bit. I don't Do know it. if you've seen the show Wipeout, but I oh, think yeah. they, they should set up a Wipeout course outside somewhere and just watch it. these big hulking dudes like love get it. like destroyed by an obstacle course um granted hopefully no one gets hurt but i want to see that I mean no i would you would that's the thing is that's you what would i'd be down to, to see, see that. you'd be I, like i need to watch everybody do this i want to yeah. watch all the different players from all the different teams no matter if it's my player or not i want to see somebody eat it well, hard and, <laughs> and wipe the, out. <laughs> i just thought of this like the teams that want to watch football still yeah there's only two of them left there's yeah the rest of the NFL, the, all the fans are like, it's fucking over. Yeah, it's, it's over. done, dude. Let's yeah. move on to the next. Let's get into the combine right now. Yes. So, yeah, I don't know. Wipeout's uh, yeah. my final answer. Yeah. I, I And as you were saying that, it made me think of like Guts. Remember Guts back yeah. in the day on Nickelodeon? I want to see somebody climbing the aggro crag and who's going to get up at the top? Who's going to be the winner of that challenge? Nickelodeon's got to get in on this. I think that's how you solve it. Oh, they have there the Nickelodeon you go. Get show. Nickelodeon involved in the Pro Bowl. Let's do this. You're already doing it on, on games being called. 
Get them involved in the Pro Bowl. Number one, you're. Are you listening, NFL? We're giving this out for free. Slime. <laughs> Lots of it. You're going to get kids watching the Pro Bowl. You're going to get adults enjoying the Pro Bowl more with their kids. It's a family experience. All right, we solved. This is the a problem. million dollar idea that nobody at the NFL will listen to, but you're I'll, welcome. Hey, we'll clip this. We'll send it in. <laughs> send it in. Time stamped. Copyright <laughs> 2023. All right. All right. Bold Bill 714, thank you for asking the question. Thanks Let's move it on now to Guidebook Beats. Certified fresh. Possibly. Who asked the question? Yeah, fresh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What's your picks for the draft? First round and second? All right. Well, I'll be honest. I'll you say it. You haven't dug into it yet. I don't watch college football. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, I anytime it comes down to like, who would I pick? I hate to say that I look at other people's opinions and weigh those out, but Go ahead, I don't it. have a choice. I, I, I don't watch a lot of college football. I'll watch a couple games throughout the season. So to ask who I would pick would be silly because I might as well draw a name out of a hat and say, you know, pick Joe Schmo and Fiddly D. Those right. are my first two picks. For Fiddly D draft. in the second round of the 2023 NFL draft. <laughs> Fiddly D. <laughs> it just reminds me of the Key and Peele sketch. Yeah. Um, I, I have an answer to this. Um, yeah, Kevin actually has an answer. So it's a little, it's similar to a lot of people think. I want Michael Mayer, the tight end from Notre Dame, um, first round. If he's available, I think that's uh, absolutely get him because he improves the tight end position is a weird position where you need them to be good at both. They need to be good at catching the ball, running routes and blocking their asses off. And he's awesome at both of those. Mm -hmm. um, and then honestly, for me, I still want to go offensive line in the second round. Um, and there was this kid on the, um, on the uh, senior bowl. It was Dewan Johnson. He's just a freaking monster. He's like, He's just huge. He had his his like wingspan is like seven and a half feet, Holy which shit. is like insane. Like imagine trying to get by that guy, at, you know, put him at right tackle. Like I just want to protect Justin and I want to give Justin Herbert weapons. I thought our wow. defense was solid. You look at like, you know, obviously an edge rusher or something like that. But for me, offense, I want a tight end. If if Michael Mayer's there, go. And then, you know, somebody like that, an offensive tackle that is not a prospect that can get in there and play right away. I think those first two rounds we need to hit. We need to hit to be, you know, solid and help with this cap problem we have this year. Yeah. No, that makes sense. There you go. Thank you. Guidebook beats. That's as good as answers you're going to get from us. Kyle might. I don't know that Kyle would have a, a names for the first two either. He to might, be honest, he might. We were, we were texting a little bit back and forth. Were you? He's got okay. some. He's got some ideas. Well, I'm sure we'll get this question multiple times in the offseason before the draft. We'll do happens, a little so. more research before we get back. <laughs> Some of us will. <laughs> Guidebook Beats, thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Daryl Sandlin. Certified for 21, who asked the question. Hey, guys. Finally back online and hoping this reaches you for Ask Bolt Fam. First off, thank you for helping us <laughs> smile. Best podcast around. Hoo-ha. Okay. One name I want in the first round. Dalton Kincaid from Utah. Talk amongst yourselves. Hoo-ha. Okay, love you, bye. 
I think he'd be a great. This is also a tight end that I would not be upset to get. And I know, yeah. you know, Hagland over at Guilty is charged, loves him because I think he went to his alma mater, I believe. So he's watched a lot of him. So he has good a good reason idea. as any. So, hey, throw it out there. A tight end. I kind of like our Notre Dame, the Notre Dame guy a little bit more just for Tommy me. Tommy probably has a bigger connection to and, that. And he maybe he just has a better highlight film <laughs> that he got might. me more hyped up. Maybe that's what it was. He I might. just got, you know, I didn't go full, uh, full send on both these guys yet, but. I think right. that's the the direction. It's help Justin help mm-hmm. help the running game. I think a, a, if you can find a stud tight end in the first, you're going to be we're going to be so happy when it comes to Sundays and Mondays and Thursdays and possibly Saturdays. <laughs> I love it. There you go. <laughs> just... Daryl Sandlin, twenty one. Thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Iris Exotics. Ooh. Very exotic. Who asked the question? What wide receiver do you guys hope falls to us in the first round? So in terms of like a wide receiver, I just, I don't, it's going to be a best, you know, best available. Some of these guys I am talking about are drafted already. You go, that's just what the team does and goes best available. I think if like people have been throwing the name around, awesome receiver, very quick, very elusive, did a lot of work in college with Zay Flowers. I think that could be a good option, but I, I kind of, I know everyone wants a first round wide receiver. I'm not really in that camp. I'm more in the camp of building the fortress around Justin and helping with this run game before I am go grab a, one of those guys. But if all the top guys are gone and you can get somebody good in the second round that could fill that, that space, you know, somebody like flowers, that'd probably be a good option. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I'm more inclined to believe that line of thinking as well. That like, do I want a wide receiver in the first round? Not necessarily. If we draft a wide receiver in the first round, am I excited? Of course. Sure. Um, but I think if it were up to a guy that's never general managed a football team in his life, I would rather see a wide receiver later rounds. Because yeah. there are going to be some speedy guys that are going to fall as well that aren't going to be first round guys. I mean, you want to point out, you know, first round, first round wide receivers. That's tough to say five times. Fast. First round wide receiver. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, that are immediately impactful on teams. You can say the same thing for, you know, fourth, fifth, and sixth round ride Diamonds wide receivers the rough. that are amazing and then are playing great games today. So um, there's a lot of options out there. Yeah. Obviously, you getting somebody in the first round, you're almost guaranteeing that they're going to be impactful off the off the get-go but that's not necessarily the case and is that what the team needs right now yeah well i think even jason reed was talking about like how it's kind of thinner this year and i think you know i've done last year was chunky there's a lot of wide receivers that went in that first round i maybe it's not the case this year and some guys fall or or they get scooped up early and it's not really an option because those guys are not you know there's not a lot of them and you're kind of already kind of locked into a third or fourth round wide receiver just by the nature of it all so right that's the i you know remember Tight ends or wide receivers too. So that's right. Sometimes they catch balls too. Yeah, and yeah. sometimes they're fast. Sometimes. Iris <laughs> <laughs> oh. Exotics, thank you. And Certified Fresh, welcome for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Arnie Gordon. Arnie, who asked the question? What are the odds the team moves on from Allen and Bosa, and who would step in? This is a dumb question, but. Saying dumb things out loud helps us know how dumb it is. <laughs> uh, very good. Very good. All right. 
So yeah, the odds that the team moves on from Allen and Bosa are they there? Sure, <laughs> sure. Could it happen? A, yeah, I, I don't know. It if just this, doesn't seem likely. It doesn't seem it to me, man. I just don't. I don't. I don't. Those are two guys that if people would do anything to get them on their team, more Bosa than Allen, I think at this point, just because Allen's you know a bit older, but both these guys would be immediately on another team or would get some, we'd, somebody would get something for them. And mm-hmm. when you see that, you're like, Oh shit, we shouldn't have done that. Like they're just, it's just not gonna, I just don't see it happening. Yeah. Those are guys you keep on your team. Cause you drafted them. You've had them for a while. You paid them their big contracts and they're performing. We need them on the field. That's the problem with, that's why these two names are coming up a lot is because they didn't play a full season. If they would have played a full season, we probably wouldn't be talking about them because they would have had monster years. We, exactly. Who knows? We probably could be playing this weekend. Who knows? Well, and the important thing that Arnie mentions is who would step in? You're, uh, you're, you're, everybody would just be like, oh, just draft somebody. No, well, it who, doesn't who? work like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, who are you going to get that is going to be as impactful, as powerful, and as multi-talented as some of these guys are like Keenan Allen and like Joey Bosa. Sure. No, you're not, you're not going to get the same return on investment. Like, yes, there's a lot of cap money wrapped up in these two players. I get it, but there's going to be $225 million to spend on a team next year. I'd rather spend big chunks of money on these two guys because you know, you know what you're going to get with these two guys. You have no idea what you're going to get from any of the draft class how well they're going to transition into the NFL. We've seen a lot of guys that have been like a lot of hype for these guys. They're going to come in. Oh, they're going to be big time players. And then they, you don't hear about them again. Yeah. They they go through their rookie contract if they're lucky. And then that's it. That's the end of their career. Well, and there's also the thing of like the injury, like oh, these guys are more prone to injury. Any player in the NFL is prone Any to injury. Any player. Yes. So that, that's a hard one to be like, oh, well, they, they get injured a lot. So we should probably move on. Like uh, you could bring in somebody that could get injured and be done. For the yeah. rest of their career in one game. So yeah. Um, it's more about production on the field. And when these two are on the field, they're productive. So you know they're going to be productive. There's no stupid questions, just stupid people, Arnie. I'm just kidding. I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. It's just a <laughs> phrase I heard. I don't believe that at all. But yes, it's nice to hear dumb stuff out loud. <laughs> it is. Arnie, thank you. Thank you, for Arnie. Asking the question. Let's move it on now to Hawaiian Surfer, who asked the question. Time for a hypothetical, my boys. In order for the Chargers to win the Super Bowl in 2024, you have to do one of the following. Which will you choose? All right. Number one, razor shave your head and eyebrows for a whole year and get a massive bolt tattooed on the back of your dome. Two, pluck your eyelashes (laughs) off until you have hairless eyelids and rock some killer mascara. (laughs) Like, like this for however long it takes for them to, you know, like regrow. All right. Or three, uh, eat a spoonful of your own brown waste every day from April to February until the chargers take the final kneel down to win it all. Oh, man. Writing all that down almost made me cleanse my brain with my board wax. All in the good name of fun and our bolts lifting that Lombardi. K love you. Bye. Brown waste. <laughs> Every day you eat sh- your own Ew. shit. Just a spoonful. You're not eating a whole <laughs> Helps bowl. Helps the medicine go down. Hey, that's <laughs> Helps the victories go down. Char- <laughs> yeah, helps the knees go down. <laughs> knees go down. 
All, All right. of these sound awful. Uh, oh, well, that's the idea, my friend. You have to pick what's the best of the three situations. I would hate, like, I don't know how eyelashes would suck. You have to pluck them every time. That sounds so painful. Yeah. And you have to, to wear a mask. Because, I mean, like, I'm mascara. pulling on eyelashes now. It's like, those are secure. This yeah. isn't like pulling a loose hair. Those are all in there. That's going to be, that's going to hurt so freaking bad. I'm going to be honest with you, Wine Surfer. Like, I can't eat my own shit. I just can't do it. <laughs> I won't. I won't. Have th- you tried it? <laughs> no. Then how can you say you wouldn't like it? Uh, who knows? You're committing to an entire year of eating your own shit. It's impossible. Just a spoonful. Next <laughs> Gross. You can wash it down real quick. You just go. <laughs> just a spoonful of your own brown waste. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna ixnay that. I think I would look wild, wild for an entire year. <laughs> but I if if it guaranteed me a Super Bowl win, and like mm. I've said in the past with these hypotheticals, I wouldn't be just doing it for me. I'd be doing it for <laughs> all Charger friends fans across the world. Uh-huh. Old. Young, unborn, uh-huh. dead, uh-huh. all, uh-huh. all the above. Right. Final answer. Razor, shave your head, eyebrows, and do a bolt tattoo on your head yes. for a year. I could do yes. that. I would have to agree with you. I, I would say, I, I mean, I'm a hat guy already. I've shaved my head already, so I know that feeling. Throwing a bolt tattoo on there, yeah, it would hurt, but that's a temporary hurt. Plucking yeah. the eyebrows, I feel uh, your eyelashes. God, that just that sounds so much worse than getting a tattoo. Yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't have the eyebrow thing is the weird part. That'd be the odd. It'd be, yeah, but who cares? Yeah, sure. Yeah, we'll get a sweet tattoo. Who we'll cares? Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll boost our ratings. This is a good hypothetical because <laughs> these are all terrible ideas. Um, now, the only thing I would say, and maybe this might change your mind on the brown waist. <laughs> okay. Okay. So it says a spoonful, oh, well, right? Go ahead. Now, sales pitch me. Spoonful is only a, in this instance, a unit of measurement, not necessarily the device that has to get the brown waste into you. If it was put into a capsule form, per se, something like d- that's... a dried out... That that could... that could, Something that would equal a spoonful, it's like, but... <laughs> it's like, have you ever had fish oil, like, pills? Oh, sure. And they break in your mouth and you want to die? No, I can't imagine... I that. <laughs> yeah, that's happened to me before, and I threw up. That would be every morning for an entire year if that opened. And I have a booth where if I'm thinking about it too much, I'm not going to be able to swallow it. I'm going to be, that's a terrible way to start your day. If okay. I could go to sleep doing that, then I could just forget about it maybe, but that's just too hard. Can they just find a way to get it in me without me knowing? Yeah. An IV or something. Oh, there you go. Intravenous. A spoonful of IV of yeah. shit going into your veins. <laughs> then I just die. I don't get to see the game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wild right. I just wanted to throw that out there. I love off maybe season, that off, off season hypotheticals. Literally, my favorite part of the podcast when we don't have any football <laughs> to talk about. All right, Hawaiian surfer. Thank you. Thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Athir Kadir, Athir. who asked the question. Kadir, I have a great question. Can the Chargers get a first and second round this year if they trade Joey Bosa to free up cap space? Let me hear you, please. FTR. If I want three first round picks <laughs> and five hundred million dollars, <laughs> deal or no deal, that's mm-hmm. it. That's my final offer: three first round picks and five hundred million dollars, and then you can have Joey Bosa. Yeah, a first 
and a second for a player. Dude, it's Joey Bosa. No. Yeah. Like, no. You're you're saying a, a first and second question mark to free up cap space, which, again, I get it. We're over on our cap space. We need to free it up. Let's leave the money figuring out to the people that figure out the money. Mm. And let's hold on to the players that we know can be impactful. We know can be good. Did Joey Bosa had a, a bad end to his season Did last he throw year? a temper tantrum? Yes. He did. Do yes. my kids? Yes. Do I trade them away for a right. first and a second round pick? No. My wife no. would kill me. Yeah. You don't trade away a guy for a bad game. No. You don't trade away a guy because he's had some injuries. Yes. You just don't do that. No. So. Great contribution. <laughs> right. Yes. No. I'm a yes, no guy. I'll be your hype man. That's all right. So I love the thinking. You know, I get and I get it. Trading a first and a second for a player that as is as impactful as Joey Bosa. I get it. Do I agree with it? No. Nine. But you're thinking, and I like that. Athir Kadir, thank you for asking the question. <laughs> you're thinking, I like that. Uh, let's move it on now to Landon Sumner. Oh, Landon's back. Who asked the question? You have a three-year deal, a two-year <laughs> deal, and a one-year deal to give to our top six free agents. What contracts are you giving to who, and who are you letting walk? Also, I'm curious, what do you think Carr will be traded, and how much do you think the Raiders will get for him? Woo! Let's see, you've got Morgan Fox, DeAndre Carter, Drew Tranquil, Kyle Van Noy, Trey Pipkins, and Bryce Callahan. Woo! Uh, all right, I'll do it quick. I'll go three-year contract, I'll go Tranquil, I'll do one-year Van Noy, two years... Fox. Okay. Those are my those are my those are my picks. What are you? What about you, Vordog? I kind of want to go with the same players. Different. But if this is obviously this is a question where you're not thinking about how much these guys are going to cost. I don't think like that. You, you can't think of it like that. Never. So I'm gonna say I'm going to say three-year deal, Tranquil. I'll agree with you on that one. Fair. I'm going to say two-year deal, Van Noy. Two. Because I want to see, I I think he, I think we started to see something from him at the end of this season that could potentially, the longer he's with the team, the more he can have that kind of an impact. And the one-year deal I'm going to give to Pipkins. Get squeeze one more year out of that right tackle. He had a great, he had a great, I won't say great. He had a good season last season when he was not injured. Well, well, that's the thing. Kyle made such a good point. Like he was in a contract year. So would he play through all that injury in a year where he has, that's why I won. I guess that's that's why I'm only giving him one. Okay. Good point. I see what you're doing there. I see. I'm not giving him the bag. I'm just giving him one year. Yes. Okay. Noodler. (laughs) I see what you did there. All right. Do you agree with us, Landon? I would love to know. Let us know, Landon. Let us know what you think. Thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to the broads. Oh, shit. Who asked the question? (laughs) Hello, gents. Gee, golly. Isn't it a great day to be alive? How excited are you guys for the (laughs) Super Bowl? Yeah, us neither. We're going to Disneyland instead. So we thought we'd test out 
Wall Dogs Disney Voices. Oh, shit. <laughs> Gorsh. How's your goofy <laughs> impression? <laughs> we already know you can do a great Donald. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that was amazing. Look, I am technically a Disney character. How about Luke Skywalker? Can you do him? Uncle Owen! That's something he'd say. <laughs> but I was going to Tashi Station to pick up some power converters. <laughs> okay, we've probably tortured you enough. Our question is this. What are your favorite Disneyland rides and what Disney character do you each relate to most? You can choose for each other if it's too hard to choose for yourself. Love you. Bye, Kay. Dude, your goofy is. Wow. Well, gosh. It's good. It's, it's good. good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> yeah, that's so fucking good. <laughs> Holy shit. Awesome. Maxie. That's wow. Okay. <laughs> somebody All needs right. a backup, like a backup, a blindman, but you need a backup voiceover guy. Hey, Disney, we got one for you for Goofy. Ah, uh, there's better ones out there. Ah, uh, you're being modest. All right. Let's look at the questions at hand. Yeah. Uh, favorite Disneyland rides. Jeez. Start it off there. I'm old school, dude. I, my parents took me there all the time. We had like passes forever because we were like an hour and a half away. We'd get, my mom would literally don't tell the Poway Unified School District this, but she would check us out on Friday sometimes with the doctor's appointment. There was no doctor's appointment. We went to <gasps> Disneyland. Um, so I'm old school. I'm going to go Matterhorn. Ooh, good I, choice. I like Matterhorn. Matterhorn's a great and choice. And they had the rides where you'd like literally like lean into people like they'd be in front of you and it's kind of yeah, like you have to like sit between legs and be like mm. give them a little squeeze yeah. <laughs> with the thighs uh, yeah exactly <clears throat> i keep them safe that's right i'm gonna matter on <laughs> it is the strength of my thighs that will keep <laughs> you from flying out of this cart yeah. <laughs> hey. um, yeah for me i i'm old school as well i love i do love pirates of the caribbean but for me, it's the Haunted, Haunted Mansion. Mansion. I, knew you were I say love that. the Haunted Mansion. I say. have that is memorized. Actually, stretching. Welcome, foolish mortals, <laughs> to the Haunted Mansion. I am your host, your ghost host. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have it memorized. I freaking love it. Oh, sweet! And nothing you can say can change that. I won't um, try. What do you think Kyle's favorite is? Uh, Kyle's favorite. Winnie the Pooh? Uh, <laughs> Splash Mountain? Uh, teacups. teacups. Kind of a teacup guy. <laughs> dainty with the finger yeah. up in the air. Oh, teacup. <laughs> but don't spend too fast, Kev. You're gonna, don't, you didn't want to go on teacups with me. Slow and steady. Nice and slow, Kev. Okay, I'll tell mom. <laughs> like, Shut up, Kyle. We're going fast. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up, or I'll bring Chucky. Shut up, yeah. <laughs> Chucky. Um. All right, and characters. Uh, what Disney character do you each relate to the most? It's wild. I know it's such a huge catalog now because I don't think we're just talking like OG Disney cartoon characters. You could 
you've got Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader. And... Let's go like OG, like Disneyland characters. Like, okay, I can do that. I, you're usually the one that's looking for a loophole going like, I'm going to pick uh, Denzel Washington because he was in <laughs> Remember the Titans and I relate to him the most. Disney. And that was a Disney movie. Yeah. So well, technically he's a Disney character. <laughs> I think maybe like a country bear jamboree. Like, Ooh, okay. Let's have, let's have some fun, you know? You know very robotic. <laughs> Have a lot of the same answers over and over again. Um, more of a country bear jamboree, maybe. Possibly. Okay. Not a great answer. Wish I had more time to think about it. But what do you got? <laughs> uh, I I would think I probably relate to Goofy more than anybody else. I'm usually the knucklehead that, you know, not a lot going on up here. I could say, I, I, <laughs> honestly, know? I'd go Mad Hatter. Mad Hatter, I could, I could see that too. I'm a little yeah. unhinged. Yeah. I wear a lot of hats. <laughs> <laughs> you do. You wear a lot of, all I the do. Hats. I have a pretty good hat collection. Yeah, so you wear them all. I, can, I can get behind that. What's Kyle? That's the question. What is Kyle? Dumbo? Drop the O. <laughs> Final answer. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> Kyle, I'm trying to think of something better, and I can't, dude. I'm <laughs> sorry. Good. I can't. Dumbo, drop the O. Um, love you, Kyle. You'll have to defend yourself. Don't tell mom on me. <laughs> All right. The broads, love you, too. Thank enjoy you for the question. And enjoy. Disney. And make sure you get in there and get those passes early, because you can like check in before you even get to the park. Do that. Got to. Otherwise, there you go. Words of wisdom. Yeah. That's what I'm told. <laughs> or so I'm told. <laughs> um, all right. Thank you for asking the question. When we go out of Ask Bolt Fam with our old favorite Jeeves. The Dia Silence. Who asked the question? Hey, hey, baby. So here we are, baby. <laughs> the dreaded off season, baby. These front office guys got some work to do, baby. <laughs> They're going to need some big dicker energy for these decisions they got, baby. TT has got some magic to do, baby. So many free agents, baby. So little money, baby. One of these free agents I'm hoping they bring back is Van Noy, baby. Who I realize is actually the Doug and Bro spirit animal, baby. Let me explain, baby. <laughs> Besides the coach's connections, baby. His initials are KVN, baby. <laughs> See, it's so obvious, baby. Gotta love it, baby. <laughs> so, baby. <laughs> With the offseason gone, baby. I think we need some rewards, baby. <laughs> so go ahead, baby. Pass them out, baby. The offensive MVP, baby. Uh, the defensive MVP, baby. <laughs> Special teams MVP, baby. <laughs> the MVP, baby. <laughs> What's MVP, baby? That's the most valuable, baby. <laughs> baby. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> mm. Oh, oh, I'm losing it. I'm losing it, baby. Also, a comeback, baby. Most improved, baby. And make up one, baby. Get those imagination juices flowing, baby. It's all for now, baby. I'll keep this one short, baby. Baby, baby, baby. Bump, bump, baby. <laughs> 
my god. It's a good <laughs> it was, thing I like you, Jeeves. <laughs> What's the word count on the babies? It's a good thing I like you. <laughs> so good. <clears throat> uh, dick out, baby. Dick out, baby. <laughs> All right. MVP. Baby. <laughs> Ow. <coughs> All right. MVPs, All right. baby. MB, MBBs. MBBs. MBBs, baby. Uh, let's see. Offensive MVB. If you, Justin Herbert's easy answer. I'm going to go <laughs> Sawyer, baby. Hmm. Without him, we were pretty f- lucked. You know what I mean? I like it. Yeah. What about your offensive? Back to back 20 touchdowns. Yeah, I'm glad you said it. That was my Austin Eckler. That was Austin my 2B. Two, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, defensive MVB. Baby. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, defensive. It's so hard because everyone, they played pretty well as a unit. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with, I don't know. It's hard to do with the whole season, but Asante was so freaking rad at the end of there. He had a good season. Um, I don't know, dude. Who do you think the most valuable player is? I would say Khalil Mack. Khalil? He just kind of, he was ta- yeah. He, he, he got sacks. He had that, that one freaking killer takeaway at the Atlanta game where he just ripped the ball out of the guy's hands and just ran it yeah. back. I think, and his addition, I mean, what would the season have been if we didn't have him? Because Joey Bosa went down. Yeah. Who's going to be there on that side? Yeah, it wasn't, yeah. Making sacks, making plays. I mean, yes, Kyle Van Noy eventually started doing that and Chris Rumpf, but you don't get that same kind of production without yeah. Khalil Mack. I'm yeah. giving it Khalil Mack. That's tough. Just the way Kyle Van Noy also kind of came in and like, let, like the way he played that he's the second half of the season MVP because mm. sack every game and all that so oh yeah I'll go Homer on that one I'll go that's fine Kyle Vanoy. I, I won't fight it don't uh, special care. teams MVP the dicker the kicker baby <laughs> of course dicker the kicker yeah um uh let's see most valuable baby baby most valuable baby uh comeback baby comeback baby Baby, come back. Baby, come back. Baby, come back. Baby, come back. Uh, Most valuable comeback. Who came back and was awesome? I'm trying to think. My brain. It's my brain. Uh, Trey Pipkins. Yeah, comeback player. Let's go, Trey. That was actually a really good pull. I had no confidence in him to start the year. Yeah, none and of us did. He came we were just out, like, he, you're going to stick with Trey Pipkins? He came, Trey Pipkins. He came out of nowhere. Really? He busted his ass, and now they're talking about him being the starting right tackle. So, yeah. let, let's give Trey. Good pull. Uh, you might even say the same thing for most improved baby. Yeah, he gets a double, double baby. Double baby action. Yeah. Uh, Twins. And make one up. What would be one that you would make up? Do you have a make up? Award you want to hand out to somebody? Most whiny way to end a game, baby. <laughs> Joy Bosa. <laughs> <laughs> Not how I wanted that game to end. The in award that goes to <laughs> Joey Bosa. <laughs> yeah, that's all I got. Um, God, that's got to be one that we can. I'm trying to think of who else. This is an accolade I want to give out to. Best I, tweets. <laughs> Brayden okay. Fajoko. Best tweeter. Brayden Fajoko. 
I would, uh, I'll give it to this guy because we probably won't see him again next season, but the most valuable fighting through an injury player, Dustin Hopkins, Dustin Hopkins. Yeah. I got to give the guy some dude leg literally fell off and he was kicking. The guy was off. falling after every kick and yeah. God, I, how, how unfair is that for him? I know I, my heart breaks for that guy because you know, he's not coming back. I'll go but you know that he's going to get picked up and he'll have a career somewhere else, Yeah, which is fine. We've got Dicker the Kicker, baby. Baby! Baby! All right. Jeeves, I think we've handed out all the awards we possibly can, you son of <laughs> a, a bitch. bitch. <laughs> thank son you. Son of a baby! <laughs> for asking the question. And thank you all for asking questions and Ask Bolt Fam. Made this another two-hour episode. Well, we did two with, hours. Just <laughs> with you and just I. The two, just the, the two of us. We can go two Make, hours now. Just the just two, the two of us. us. You and I. Let's get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for us here at Charge of Chat. Any final thoughts there, Kev? Any, no. Anything I forgot to mention? <laughs> you played well today. Golf. You did well your first day of golfing. Oh, so thank I'm proud you. of you for that. Good work. Yeah. Played golf for the very first time today. I... I hit it straight, and you channeled from what I your, heard, that's really good. Yep, you hit it straight, and you were getting better each swing, and I think you channeled your Justin Herbert um, and did really mm. well. So I'm proud of you. There we go. All right. Yeah. You did good as well. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> all right. Well, that's going to do it for us here at Charger Chat, folks. Don't forget to bolt up, because we're ready for any squad, any place. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. Ooh. And now, a word from our sponsors. Hats, hats, hats! That's right, it's the grand opening of Wooldog's Mad Hattery! Hats, hats, and more hats! Have you shaved your head and eyebrows, given yourself a Chargers tattoo, and need something to help cover the madness? Put a hat on it! Have you plucked out your eyelashes, and need something to draw attention away from your eyes? Put a hat on it! Are you eating brown waste in the hopes that your football team will win a Super Bowl? Well, first, seek medical attention and then put a hat on it. So come on down to Wooldog's Mad Hattery, where we have a hat for you. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.